Chicago, where the fire serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chicago. Episode 31 is brought to you by 606 Media, Noir Caesar, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out gritclothingco.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your order. E, That's right. What's the code again, E? It's TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. <laughs> As always, I am Big Z. And I'm here with E-Rock. What up, E? What's up, Z? As everyone knows, we record on Sunday, so this is Super Bowl Sunday. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Even though we already gave our predictions, and uh, we'll see who's going to be right, man. Uh, I'm going to be right. ladies and gentlemen welcome in welcome in don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your favorite listening app we're available on all major platforms i know that spotify and iHeartRadio will notify you if you hit that button so go ahead and get that done that's right all right let's start off the show off right this is the loop our chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop this is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is welcome, Chicago. Doors welcome, open welcome, on the left at Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. So, E, any Bears news? Uh, we, we So, number one, we're hearing a lot, a lot of rumors about a lot of Carson a lot of Wentz. Chatter. Carson Wentz to the Bears. Oh, God. Carson Wentz for picks and for three Cohen, and you, they get back Nick Foles. I mean, we'll give up Nick Foles, but keep three Cohen. I'm not. No, don't do it, man. Don't do I, it. I've said over and over again when we're watching the second half of the Bears last year, how much they missed to Reek Cohen for what he does on the field. I mean, it, it's huge. Yeah, it is. It, it spreads out the offense. It gives you a dynamic player on the field. I mean, obviously, we know what the Bears are and what they weren't, but. If you're going to subtract and then add another mediocre quarterback, you're not going forward. We talked about Kyle Schwarber going to a different team and Jack Peterson coming over here to the Cubs right. looking for a change of pace. I, I think the problem with Wentz is that you've seen him get hurt too many times. He takes a lot of risks. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get hurt, and that's the problem is that what's the point of bringing over a young guy if he's – just getting hurt all the time. Yeah, he's injury prone. You know, so th- that's the problem with him. Uh, Kyle Long had a lot to say about Ryan Pace, too. What did he say? What did he say? It's not like he was throwing a little shade there. Whew, it's cold he's, over here. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he said when Deshaun Watson is coming out of college, when he was coming out, Dabo Sweeney said, this is the Michael Jordan of football. I remember him saying that. Yeah. I heard it over and over again because we thought the Bears were going to go that right. direction. And so Kyle Long says, if you're not an idiot, you take that seriously. And if you are an idiot, you might go to the pro day and not even have a chat with them. Shots fired. Yeah. That's, that's all a, I'm going to say. Shots pop, pop, fired. Pop. <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with it. And now here's the thing is that we're all sitting here and half the fan base, I mean, a lot of the fan base would be with that. And they go, you got to get Deshaun Watson. If he wants out of Houston, you got to go get him right now. Well, what are you supposed to give up for him? 
They're going to give up uh, Trubisky if they manage to bring him back. They'll they'll give him everything. They'll give him the keys to uh, uh, Soldier Field and the water to bring tower him over here and the water tower and the whole lakefront. You can't give up that much. I, I would love to see Sean Watson here, but here's the problem right now: eight and eight in the National Football League doesn't get it done. Is worse than being the eight seed in the NBA because that's the exact same level of mediocre in both leagues. But you're just stuck in hell because you can't you don't you can't give up assets because you're just barely good enough to make the playoffs. So you don't have the assets to give up you're because you're sitting in the you're, middle. You're in purgatory. What are you supposed to do with that? So my reaction to this is in the famous words of Red Fox. Dummy. <laughs> you big dummy. You big dummy. You big dummy. You big cold blooded dummy. <laughs> You, I've I've seen people say that you have to go back and fix that situation. You can't do it. No, you have to move forward. You have to. This is why you already have fools. Okay, okay. sign a free agent, whoever maybe. There's a lot of them out there. You got Cam. You got uh, who else is I think Jameson. Jameson. Yeah, Jameson is out there. Yeah. There's a long list. Next, later on, we'll when we we'll, get closer, we'll break it down. We'll, I got a few names that I want to talk to you about, but. Right now, you're looking at what I would do. Yeah. Free agent, draft someone. They have spend, to draft. Draft two guys. I don't that, care. Spend that. You have foals. You have the whoever you bring in as a free agent, and then you have your 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 uh, your rookie. Yeah. That's what I would do. If Mac Jones is there at twenty, you take him. You that, take that's the, what I do. You take the best available quarterback. I don't care if he fits your scheme or whatever. You take the best talent. I mean, because that's still, what this this is why we're in the situation we're in. Because they're like, oh, he fits our scheme. Well, no, no. Here's the thing. Because as far as scheme is concerned, there was no scheme when Trubisky was drafted. They still had they still had Fox. They had Fox. So, so it wasn't like they had a scheme that they're trying to fit. They thought that was a vestibule quarterback when they looked at the upside. That's that's what I've heard. I don't know who told them that. Just based here, what Another I said before, big dummy. When they look at it, Trubisky <laughs> had the highest ceiling, but he also had the lowest floor. That's the problem. Is that Mahomes his his what they saw as what his ceiling was going to be it was probably be as high as Trubisky or at least higher, obviously. But I just don't think I don't know. Man. Yeah. I think they thought I think they that pace somehow in in there he saw Trubisky in himself. You know, and that's what he went for. All right. Well, this ain't the Wonder Years, and we're not going to narrate a whole bunch of uh, bad programming here. So <laughs> let's move. Let's keep it moving. What, what else is going on with Deshaun Watson here? So, I mean, it's possible that it's just a lack of respect for what. Why would Deshaun Watson come here? He's not going to come. Here. Why would he want to come here after they didn't even? Well, I don't think he's going to take it on a personal level at this point because it's a business. He's already got paid. I promise you he does. I promise you he does, and I promise you that Mahomes takes it personal too. Because when you see Mahomes, when he played the Bears, what did he do? He literally counted out on his fingers how many picks before uh, before he went, Trubisky went. He's petty as hell. I'm not mad at it. No, It makes it interesting. Watson already stuck it to us when he played us. So at this point, it's a business. Just, he's already we, got paid. We just beat the crap out of the Texans. You know what I mean? There's nothing there. I'm just saying, I, I think Watson doesn't come here because it's a bad situation. We don't have the assets or the cap room to make it happen. Anyways. No, absolutely not. So, so that's what I'm saying. You, you, there's no way you can. Nah. Nah. The, the Wentz thing is driving me nuts. Ugh, I hope not. How much you're going to give up for it? No. Nah. All right. So what's going on in Wrigleyville? 
All right. There's not a whole lot of movement for the Cubs. What's going on here? I was waiting for the crickets to show up. Goodness gracious. I mean, like, yeah, we got Jock Peterson. Cool. I mean, that's a good addition. I'm not going to lie. Again, I, well, like I said before about Schwarber, change of pace guy. When we talk about Wentz, maybe that's what they're looking for. Maybe they're looking for a change of pace. And I think, honestly, I think that's what's going to happen with Trubisky. So, yeah. Trubisky finds a new team. They actually like him and they trust him. And yeah. maybe they'll, you know, it'll grow his confidence. But, so, the Cubs got Jack Peterson. They're not really doing a lot. They added infield depth with a claim of, uh, what, 24? What is it? Claim of 24. A 24-year-old. Oh, the Cubs added some infield depth. Uh, they brought 24-year-old infielder Sergio Alcantara in from the Tigers. Uh, again, I mean, I have no idea who that guy is. Um, they did bring back Andrew Chafin <laughs> that they traded for last year. They're trying to uh, shore up the bullpen. Um, you know, they're going to keep the lefty in relief uh, in the relief picture for at least the next year. Um, they gave him a one-year deal with mutual option for 22. Now, mm-hmm. there's a guy that's gone. Yeah. Guy that I really liked. I know you as a person. I know you really liked him. I liked him as a person, as a player. He was way less than I thought he was going to be. But Almora went over to the New York Mets. Uh, I think he was a contingency plan after they didn't get George Springer. Mm -hmm. Um, So they went after they went after Almora. They brought him in for some depth. Um, And I mean, I'll be sad to see him go. I I liked him as I, I thought he was just a genuinely good guy. He was one of those one of those players that came from the crop of Baez. Yeah. And um, um, Almore, <laughs> and I mean, like, so that's he came in in that in that part. But you know, I hope he does really good in New York for himself. New York's got a good squad going on, man. They they they're adding uh, people. I mean, they missed out on the uh, they uh, missed uh, out on a couple of guys. Yeah, that we they were really going for. Why, yeah. why don't you t- why don't you tell about? Did anyone else miss out on the, uh, <laughs> the guy that that we might be hinting at? Oh well, let's transition over to the White Sox. Uh-huh. That's right. So the <laughs> Chicago White Sox signed Trevor. No, they damn it, they <laughs> mother. <laughs> Oh, brother. <laughs> All right. So he actually signed. Trevor Bauer actually signed with my second team, the Dodgers. Uh-huh. So it's bittersweet for me. Is it? I mean. Okay. So let, let's break this down. He signed a three-year, $102 million deal. It's a lot of money. It is. It's a, It's way too much. They were paid. But they wanted them. They, and he, he was a, it's a bidding war between the Mets and the Dodgers. And guess what? The Dodgers are going to win that. Who won the World Series last year? The Dodgers. Who's trying to win the World Series this year? The Dodgers. Right. That's what it is. That's all it is. So, and that's why you give them a whole bunch of money for a short deal. Hey, let's run it back. Again, I wanted him here, but there's no way we're going to pay $102 million. And he has an opt-out after every year. Mm-hmm. He's going to make 40 his first year, has an opt-out. 45 is second, and he's definitely opting out after that. Because if you do your math, there's not much leftover money after that. Right. So, uh, there's no way he should be getting paid that much money. He, he has an ERA around four. He's a 500, uh, uh, 500 pitcher, like wins and losses. Cool. Sometimes you can't cor- correct That's that. That's really cool. But he's a badass. I spent the last five shows listening to you say, the White Sox signed Trevor Bauer every week. So don't tell me you ain't want that boy on Oh, your I squad. wanted him, but not for that money. You wanted not him for the, real bit. Not, not for that money. What? what if he was the guy that takes you over the top? That's the difference, is that the White Sox are trying to win. Yes. The Dodgers are have winning. won. Yes. So they're con- they're trying to stack on. They're trying to stack them. But well, the White Sox to. are so, The White Sox right now are trying to get to where the Dodgers are. Right. So it looks like your fandom mm-hmm. is in great position. <laughs> it is. It is. But the Dodgers do it because, guess what, San Diego yeah. Oh, has, yeah. Has four studs in our rotation. I can't. W- I, I can't. I'm going to be watching see- a lot of West yes, Coast baseball absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. White Sox news. The White Sox uh, announced that Chris Getz 
uh, gets a new title as assistant general manager and player development. This will be his fifth season with the White Sox farm system. So he's been down since A ball, moving all the way up. You're keeping your guys in your organization, guys that you find valuable to develop your players, which is what you should do as an organization. Yeah, he's developed a lot of the guys that are with the organization at the moment. So he's doing a great job. And guess what? They're rewarding him. The White Sox are adding Jerry Naran to the coaching staff uh, as a major league instructor. He specializes in coaching, uh, catching instruction. And he recently worked with James McCann and helped him immensely with his pitch frame. I know that's a guy that you really wanted the White Sox to bring yeah, back. Yeah, I wanted McCann back. Mac, he's such a good player. But but that's the thing is that you can't have him and Grandal and expect one of them to be like, yup, only one of you is a starter. You can't split time with those two guys. We have a position called the DH. Yeah. They still want to catch. Catchers, baseball players are the weirdest people on the planet. I'm just I know, right I know now. that. But in my opinion, I think McCann has a better rapport with Giolito, and it's shown because of his games with McCann. But he, but he still wants to be a full-time starter. He does, and he you know what? He can't it. be a personal catcher. He cannot be Caratini. No, 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 no. no he's, he's better than Caratini. But that's my point. Is that you, you, if because he's better than Caratini, you can't put him in that role. No, you I'm have not, to allow him. I'm not if, mad at if him. The, if the White Sox didn't have Grandal, oh yeah. They're keeping That's him. your guy. Yeah. But, but guess you, what? <laughs> you signed a free agent for 70, $76 million. Right. So yeah, yeah, of course. All right, the White Sox signed, speaking of catchers, hey. Jonathan Lucroy to a minor league deal. And I think he was in Chicago before. He was. He, he came <laughs> over to the uh, Cubs, but he also was a, a really good catcher for the uh, Brewers and gave us a hard time for, yeah, uh, for a long time. Yeah, he was there and he played with the Angels as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went over to the Angels and now he's, uh, he went, he came, we traded for him and he really didn't do much for him. It, when the Cubs were kind of going through this thing where they were bringing, like, they brought in Cameron Mabin. Yeah. Like, these kind of random guys that hang out at the end of the roster. You're like, man, you were great 10 years ago. Car- yeah. When they had Carlos Gonzalez, cargo from cargo, the Rockies. Yes. And he was only, like, 28. So, the, he's just he was just another one of these guys that kind of get tacked on, that used to be a name, tacked on to the end of a roster and yeah. see if you can catch lightning in a bottle. Well, it's just insurance in case one of the young guys doesn't make it. And he, the thing with him, the, here's the greatest benefit of – uh, bringing in a guy like that. You get the experience and you get the guy that knew what it was like to be a name at one point. Mm-hmm. And he is able to take that backup role. Oh, and, yeah. and he has no problem with it because right. you know where you are at your, this point in your career. Right, exactly. Alright, man, what's going on at the Madhouse? Oh, Madison. man, the Madhouse. Man, this, this team is fun to watch and so frustrating to watch, man. I, I think you might be talking about the Bulls. Yeah, we are talking yeah. about the Bulls because, you know, we're done with the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach Levine bounced back from a poor performance uh, a night earlier when he scored 39 points Saturday against the, uh, with the Chicago Bulls against the injury-plagued Orlando Magic. So they had a hard time with the Magic the night before. Yeah. It was kind of back and forth. But they lost Markin in that game. But they lost. They Markin and went out. And and watching him, he is vastly improved. I mean, he's shooting from outside the arc. I mean, it's 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 incredible because what you're seeing now, you're finally seeing shooters in the Chicago Bulls that you haven't seen in a long, long time. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. You got a few guys. You got Valentine. You got Markin. You got Kobe White. And yes. you have Zach Levine is working on his threes. Um, but also... We, we didn't I, I think we were kind of questioning what we're going to see out of Markinen. right and that's the thing is like if Markinen's on his last year so right. if you're injury prone and you're not producing guess what your value is way down yep. and you wanted that big dollar that ain't happening bro I think what a lot of that can be mirrored in what we see with um, Valentine yeah because Valentine is very valuable when he gets into he's streaky as hell 
but when he gets his shot going, he's making those threes. But he was he's been injured so many times uh, since he's been drafted. I mean, you, you know, you really struggle to find he, the value. He was like, uh, I think when the when they do the uh, pre games, the, the mm-hmm. early season in in, the, in Las Vegas. Yeah, he was like the uh, oh, MVP. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. he was, was uh, lighting it up. Was it the uh, the G the D League championships or tournament or whatever it is? Yeah, the the rookie league, yes. whatever it's called. Yeah, the, but I mean, he's been playing really good. So when you talk about frustrating as a team, yeah. I'm, I'm talking more on the defensive side. Like, their effort has been lackadaisical. Right. And then in that game, there's been a couple games where Donovan's like, timeout, two minutes into the game. Like, no, bro, y'all got to get your together. Let's go. Right. Let's and, go. And, and that's that's youth. That's youth. And that's great coaching. Addressing 100%. it right there. Bro. Right, exactly. Yeah, get it, you know, nip it in the butt right away. The, the thing with, with Donovan, and, and that's why I says you see someone, because he knew, because he coached college, he knows how to work with young men. Yep. Now, when men get older, they develop an ego. Yeah, you think? So eventually what happens is, you know, you start to outgrow your britches, and you're like, nah, I don't want to listen to that guy anymore. So Yeah, so, and, and another thing that's really frustrating is the three-point shot. It's either feast or famine. Either they're, they're doing really good or really bad, and it showed in the series with Orlando. Right. The first game, they were 9 for 30. And then the second game, they were 15 for 30. Well, and the, that's the thing is that, you know, you saw Zach uh, go like most of the first, in the first game, most of the game without scoring. And then he turned it on the fourth. You can't do that, man. Yeah. Like you can, you if you're going to be the man, be the man all the time. And that's exactly what they were talking about on, on the broadcast. You know, Zach had 26 and 39 respectively. But that first game, he was like, let me, need, let me get everybody involved. And it's like, no, bro, you are the superstar. Right. Set the tone for the team. He's done that, too. I've seen him do that in the first quarter. And you see in the second quarter, you see Kobe come in and do it. But, right. I mean, like, it, it, it's it's tricky. They don't ha- they haven't played together enough. He hasn't played that much with, with Lowry. He hasn't played that much with Kobe. Because they're only, you know, Kobe's only been around for the year before. Right. And now you got Pat Williams coming in, who looks Oh, my good. goodness. Uh, youngest rookie to score twenty points in a game or something right. like that. So yeah, I mean, mean, they have. That's why. Um, uh, that's why Donovan is so valuable to this team. Mm-hmm. And it was we were questioning the hire. It's like oh, it's kind of a weird team, but again, young guys. I'm sure that at some point they they reached out to uh, Noah and says, "Hey, uh, what do you think about this guy?" Either that. Or Noah gassed him up so much over the years that he was like, you guys, you know. So they got the idea, hey, young young players, because Zach, I mean, is the oldest starter at 25. You got probably one of the youngest teams in the league. Right. So you need a leader of young men. And it seems like uh, Billy Donovan is doing that. Agreed, agreed. All right, what, what's going on, on the oh, with the other team and the uh, team on ice? Blackhawks, they had a big win versus Carolina. Um they went 6-4, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they went up 6-4 after losing 4-3 in the shutout. I mean, again, Blackhawks, they're kind of... Uh, you Same don't thing. Know, you don't know if they're any yeah. good or not. They're shuffling through their uh, their their uh, goal minders. We had Subban playing, and we're like, eh. Yeah, I'm not excited with Subban's playing. I'm, I'm a big fan of... Uh, Larkin? No, no, Lankin. Lankin. <laughs> I think they're from the same part of the world. I hope not. I don't want them injury prone. <laughs> yeah, so the Blackhawks right now have 12 points and they're third in the central. I mean, I mean the central is just, just horrible. So the Hawks are going through the growing pains. Like they got a lot of new bodies. Uh-huh. They don't have their captain, and that is the biggest thing. So we've we've heard a lot of things about Johnny Taves. Yeah. We we're not gonna diagnose anything. We're we don't not know gonna what's going report. On. We're no. not gonna report anything like that. 
Um, but I mean, I just hope that whatever he's going through, it's something that he can come back through on the other side because we have had players in this yeah. city right. that have went down from something, whether it's a you know development, something. I mean, like anything life, can happen. Life happens. You know what I mean? So they they get the uh, you get a disease, you don't recover from it. I just hope that this is not the case with him. And like I said, we, we, we don't turn to report anything, so we're not going to talk on that front. But no. I really hope that, that he's okay and he's ready. He's going to be able at some point to come back. You know, if he has to take the season to, to address this or to find out what's going on, right. fine. That's fine. I, I'd rather have um, a healthy person because he is a person, not so much a, a player and an Absolutely. asset right now, that I, I, I hope him and his family can, can uh, figure this out. I mean, we saw something similar happen with uh, even Hosa. Yeah, where he was just you know shingle whatever it was a weird skin condition he had um, that developed and just got worse over time and then eventually he's like I can't wear the gear anymore I can't even put it on and hey he did good by us so I'm cool (laughs) (laughs) I'm cool with us man yeah so uh, the Hawks are playing right now they're playing Dallas it's 0-0 I mean I know this is Sunday you'll hear this on Thursday but so far it's a pretty tight game and uh I don't know. What do you think about these uniforms that Dallas is wearing? I like them, man. It reminds me of uh, <laughs> it reminds me of Oregon football. It's I mean, it's it's a lime green. It's not it's not like a neon, but it's a neon green. So yeah. it's like a lime green on the black. I, I don't know, man. I, it I, pops though. It th- pops on that on th- that white ice. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know, man. It's kind of slick. Yeah, I don't know about those stripes though on the legs. And that's that's, that's part of the normal. Uniform. I don't know. They like they, they look work, they work for IDOT or something, man. <laughs> <laughs> Firefighters, yeah. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, like what you hear? Support your favorite show with a with a subscription. Visit anchor.fm backslash true Chicago sports fans backslash support. We'll be right back after a brief word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Today we have a very special guest. This man actually helped us when we were getting ready to <laughs> figure out how we were going to record in our very first episode. We were doing our testing. We've tried to have him on a couple times. Busy he man. Is Busy a man. Chicago <laughs> Fire Department firefighter. Uh, he's been there for a few years. Let me introduce a personal friend of mine. Gotcha. Mr. Miguel Villegas. What's up, Miguel? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Great, great. How you doing? So let's start off with saying thank you for your service. You know, Absolutely. You have one of the hardest jobs out there, so I want to put that out there. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, Miguel, I uh, I heard that you're not necessarily a uh, fan of all Chicago sports. There's a uh, football team that's in Texas that you happen to be a fan of. Yes, sir. I may die hard to the bone Dallas Cowboys football fan. I am not that saying I don't I don't root against the Bears, but when they're playing the Cowboys, I go I go with the Cowboys. So, so how does that become uh, about? How did you get to be a Cowboys fan? So I got family. Well, now they're all around Texas, um, but I had the roots of my family. Most of them lived in El Paso do it. for my whole life, and that's where I would spend some summers and stuff. And then I always went to uh, the Cowboy Spring Game, which was well, like early summer, late spring game, which they always held at uh, University of Texas El Paso. Nice. I would just go in there, and they would always play like a West Coast team. So 
just going to the games with my family and stuff. I just, and they were the team with, along with the Bulls in the early and mid nineties, the Dallas Cowboys were right with them. So it's weird that they're, but, uh, they're, uh, their team hasn't been that good for a long time. Uh, it, it, well, neither has ours. So let's just not, let's start right, throwing dirt. Right. Yeah, but, but, at least, but here, no, here's I, the I, I get that. I get that a lot. And my argument is, well, a lot of my friends, I'm 34, I'll be 35 this year. And a lot of my friends, I always ask them, well, we might not have won a Super Bowl in a long time, but I witnessed three. Have you, you haven't even been alive to witness one. I mean, we, you know, we, we have, we're we old, have. bro. <laughs> you guys, we see <laughs> my age group has it. So that's always my little argument with that. Yeah, well, but it's we all, saw a win and loss. You know, I was, I was cheered the Bears in their Super Bowl against the Colts. I, I root for them. I don't want them to see, I don't want them to do bad. You know, I, I, I hate the Green Bay Packers. Oh, God, everybody yeah. does. Just, I hate everybody in the NFC East, so. It's all, it's all, it's all love. It's all banter. I'll give the Cowboys one thing. They're on the cutting edge of the rating system that we use these days. (laughs) (laughs) And and they're very proud of their one-star rating. Hey, it shines bright under the sun, man, on that nice little helmet there. So we'll take it. (laughs) So uh, how long have you been a firefighter? Uh, I've been a firefighter since uh, 2015, so about five and a half years now. Okay. It'll be six years in, in, at the end of the year in November. That's awesome, man. I mean, yeah, like like we were saying earlier, we appreciate your service. I know it's it's a tough job, and, and that's a family job for you as well, isn't it? Uh, well, what do you mean in regards to, in what regards? Oh, your dad was in it too. No, my dad just works, my dad works for the city of Chicago out at the gotcha. airport. He's in fleet management. Okay. Yeah. But I, I do, I have a second cousin who's on the department as well, and then a bunch of family, friends, and, and stuff like that that are on the department. Did you play any of football you know, growing up in like high school, college? Uh, yeah, well, I've played ever since I was, uh, you know, in grammar school, and then I took some time off because basketball was kind of my thing. And then, uh, yeah, I ended up going to Holy Cross High School in, uh, in River Grove, uh, played there for high school. And then uh, once I graduated there, I got a, a partial scholarship to St. Ambrose University in Davenport, Iowa. Okay. Um, played there, got hurt in, uh, in, in like the first two days of practice. Uh, actually tore my rotator cuff and a bunch Ooh. of other things in my right shoulder. Um, and then after that, after all the other injuries I had playing ball for so long, I just decided that I was just done with it. Uh, I always had like a knack for coaching, so I, I wanted to get into coaching instead of playing. So let, let's talk about the coaching a little bit. Uh, nowadays, uh, you're involved with the Chicago Blaze, which is the Chicago Fire Department's football team. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Right. So uh, we're the Chicago Blaze football team. We're made up of uh, not only Chicago first responders, but suburban as well. We have guys. Uh, coming from Bellwood, we have got we have two firefighters from Milwaukee actually that come down and play for us. Okay. Uh, we have South Suburb guys. We have North Northern Suburb guys. We we got guys from all over. We play in the uh, NPSFL. It's a National Public Safety Football League, and it's eleven on eleven, full pads, uh, fifteen minute quarters, and we travel all across the country playing teams. Oh man, that's that's like all the way. That's awesome. Yeah, That's it, awesome. it's cool. I mean, we have former NFL players in the league, you know, former big time college football program players in the league. Like it's it's a very competitive and, and fun league. Where are these games being held at? Um, so traditionally, I mean, Chicago Fire Department is uh, a lot of their stuff is based on the south side of Chicago because we have a lot of south siders on the department. Right. But uh, 
Our home games are usually played at uh, at Brother Rice High School okay. or Evergreen Park High School. We've been playing at uh, the last few years. Okay. Um, our biggest rival is obviously the Chicago uh, Police Department team, and we usually play them at uh, at Brother Rice High School. Okay, that's that's awesome. I mean, it's it's. I'm glad to know that not only are you helping with the team, but you know this is a local thing. You got it, it's awesome that you're able to bring in first responders from all over now. When you say first responders, I'm assuming that you're not just talking about firemen. Right. Well, we try. I mean, we are the majority of our team, if not all this year, are uh, our firefighters. We're trying to um, build. We're just building our roster because the season is just starting. But, you know, it's usually cops play with the cop team and firefighters play with the firefighter team. Okay. We do have um, like EMTs and paramedics that are just ambulance that are just on the ambulance that work for private companies that respond to 911 calls. And they can they, they can play with us as well, as long as they respond to 911. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I mean it's just it's just a cool thing. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, for me, this is uh, exciting to hear about just because um, I'm privy to the baseball game that's held at the, at the cell uh, or guaranteed rate. Uh, the G spot. The G spot is what I like to call it. Um, <laughs> At least you can find it. Yeah, I can. Hey. hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I know about that because I have a lot of uh, buddies that are, that are officers. So I know about the blue. You know, there's they play the firefighters, blue versus red, and so forth. And that right. has a great following and a great attendance for it. But I had no idea that you know there was actually a football league for the same uh, the same people that my my firefighters and police officers. Then. Yeah, our um, our cop, uh, the fire versus cop game is uh, it, it's it's a huge rivalry. They yeah. they've had the upper hand, and I I mean they the Chicago Police Department team they've had the upper hand the last few years. Um, but we're looking to change that this year. We got a lot younger, we got a lot faster, so we're coming. We're, we're coming for that trophy. We're gonna get that trophy back well, this year. You guys don't necessarily have to chase anyone down, so you guys might not have the cardio. Oh, but we got <laughs> speed. <laughs> we got speed. Yeah, we got speed, man. We're 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 coming for them this year. Yeah, yeah, so let, let me ask you, what position did you play when you did when you did play football? Uh, I played left tackle okay. most of most of my career. That tracks. Uh, and then as I got into uh, playing for, I actually played for the fire department team uh, for two years, starting in 2017. Okay. Uh, I moved around between both tackle positions, right and left tackle. So, but all is always offensive line. So let me ask you, as far as football is concerned, or I mean, even something that might have happened in in your field, what would be what would you say is your most proudest moment? Uh, my most proudest moment is it's it's just a rewarding job, I guess. Just putting on that uniform every day is probably what I'm most proud of. You know, I have an 11 year old daughter who is the highlight of everything I do. She's the reason why. And, and just putting on a uniform and it, this job fits me, I would say perfectly without sounding too cocky, but because I love helping people yeah. just in my personal life, being able to wake up every morning, you know, and go to work and give some, serve my community and give back to the people when they're in their hardest times uh, is, is probably the most, I would say, 
accomplished thing I've done in, in my life. So, <laughs> and it's the most rewarding. And what, what I'll say from my personal experience, just knowing you that 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 is all completely true. You're not blowing smoke. I mean, when, <laughs> I when, see what you did there. <laughs> that was completely unintentional. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying, like, hey, can I give my man some props? I'm just trying. Yeah. I know. It was, just, it was funny. Smoke, firefighter, no, but, come on. But like legit, I mean, like since I've known you, you've been very genuine, very honest. I mean, if I needed you, you were there to help. So, I, I you know, this all tracks. I mean, I, I appreciate what you do. I appreciate that, man. So, Thank you. And that's just how I live my life, man. So now I, I do yeah. want to ask you. Yeah. Let's let's rotate back to the Cowboys real quick. Oh, OK. okay. Oh, do you think that the Cowboys are going to be able to bring back Dak or is he going to be gone and he's going to sign with another team? I think that they they had they franchise him. There's no way they're letting him walk. And again, I have these conversations a lot because it's the Cowboys. They're easier to make fun of than any sports team in history. But if you compare it to the Bears, which I often have to because I'm from Chicago, you look at the carousel of quarterbacks that each team has had since let's say the Bears last Super Bowl compared to the Troy Aikman era of the Cowboys. Right. You can't let a quarterback that has shown what Dak Prescott can do, you can't let him walk away. Because then you're entering back into that circus and carousel, a revolving door of quarterbacks that you've had to deal with since you won your last title. So you don't want the and, red rifle behind the behind the center? No. <laughs> and maybe Dalton, great backup, but you just sit down and just relax and... You know that that's it. But yeah, you got to franchise Dak, and then you got to you got to sign him. You got to sign him to a long term deal. So, being a oh. fan of a team in your division, we're hearing a lot of rumors right now about Carson Wentz possibly coming to the Bears. What I'm sure right. you've seen him play over the years. My concern with him is that he seems to get hurt a lot. Yeah, we've seen, we saw him right. get hurt in their Super Bowl season. We got Nick Foles right. <laughs> that came in the microwave. Um, so now there's a lot of rumors about Carson Wentz coming to Chicago. Do you think that he would be a good fit here? And do you think that, to me, I feel like it's it's might be a change of pace type of thing, even though a lot of Chicago fans are asking for a change of pace, get rid of him. But change of but, pace, go get change, Watson. Change out pace. Well, yeah, I, look, go get Watson. Watson is way too expensive. You you're, you're, right. you and can't it, do that. Yeah, I think that just being watching the NFC East and watching the Eagles two times a year. It, the Eagles are their offensive line when they're healthy are a lot better than the Bears offensive line but they haven't been healthy in, in a few seasons the Eagles offensive line and I think Carson Wentz is just a risk taker an unnecessary risk taker sometimes so his body is just his body's beat up He's a young and guy, I think though. he just checked out I think the draft drafting Jalen Hurts I think that's where it all started you know and yeah. then seeing Jalen Hurts perform if you know, if he just gets with time, he develops that passing game. You know, Jalen Hurts is the is the better option, I believe. Uh, I'm more worried about the package that the Bears are sending mm. to the Eagles uh, because that just puts the Eagles in a really good position. I mean, there was a Tyree Cohen uh, rumors, yeah. and then he kind of okay, yeah, he Nick Foles in a couple picks. Twitter, well, Tariq, yeah, Tariq yeah. debunked it. He said he talked with the GM, but. I mean, right. That, that I mean, doesn't... you get a give Jalen Hurts a player like Cohen where he can play all over the field, and that's just an added weapon. And then you give them another draft pick, and it's like you're giving them four roster players, and then you're giving them a backup that 
led them to their only Super Bowl. Right, right. Yeah. So you get an experienced backup in the deal, a first-round pick, and a playmaker like Cohen. I, I, I don't like the Hall just for being a Cowboys fan. For what your, yeah. your, so <laughs> what your your uh, your opponent is going to get in the, in the deal. Right, right. And in Chicago, I mean, what's what's different than what is Wentz going to give you than Trubisky's going to give you? I mean, Wentz. Not that much of a difference. I think it, it might be without a an offensive line. I think without an offensive line, what are you going to do? The, what are you going to do? Well, here's the thing. If you look at what happened about halfway through the season, the line figured it out. They got a couple of guys from Notre Dame who traditionally have very good mm-hmm. offensive linemen. You got Alex Bars and you got Sam Mustafer, and they kind of shored up that line, and they're still waiting for Daniels to come back off of his injury. So I think that if these young guys that came from Notre Dame can improve, now, granted, everyone knows I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I'm pushing yeah. for those guys. Yeah, correct. But <laughs> if they can improve, I mean, I think I think the, the key to an offensive line being good is consistency. That's the right. one of the main things. They have positions they can upgrade, but... You know, it's, it's just getting those five guys to come together and be in one unit. Play as I one, mean, right? And injuries, injury prone. The Bears, I mean, they're they're just been decimated by injuries up front, and guys have had to step up. And I mean, that's how you find out what you have at the end. But it's just getting the same five guys on a week to week basis to come together and be able to play. That's right. That's until right. They can get that, until they can get that together, I, I don't really care who you have. All right. uh, behind center and then the Deshaun Watson topic he's just not uh, he's just not available I mean for what you would have to give right. the text for them to say okay we're going to give in to his stance on wanting to be traded you're setting your team back to, for to me if, if if their new GM trades Watson the next day that new GM should be gone <laughs> right. don't trade that guy what are you doing he's one of the best quarterbacks he's one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL and he's on a new contract. I mean, right. he just signed. So you you have he thinks he has leverage, but he doesn't. No, I he mean, does the Stafford at all. Hall, Not at all. The Stafford Hall is what's going to cause problems for someone like the Bears who want a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to give up. And then yeah, that raises uh-huh. things. They're going to have to match it or give up more. You know. All right, Miguel. Before we let you go, why don't you tell us where our listeners can follow your team on social media? So we have a Facebook, it's a Chicago Blaze Football, and an Instagram also, Chicago Blaze Football. We are working on our Twitter. Um, like I said, this year is brand new. Uh, I'm actually, this is gonna be my first year of actually coaching in-game football, because I was named head coach last year. Uh, but because of COVID, we had to cancel. Right. Uh, so this year we're, we're getting everything going. Uh, we've started practicing already, but yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Facebook at Chicago Blaze Football. Excellent, excellent. All right, Miguel, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. We finally were able to talk to you. We appreciate you. And again, we we thank you for everything you do. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing, man. It's great. It's great. Sports is always a great uh, conversation starter. And listening in and arguing with yourself about some of the topics (laughs) you guys have is pretty awesome, man. So thank you guys for everything. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thanks, Miguel. All right, go Cowboys. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. I'm out. Interview over. The True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast will return after a brief word from our sponsor. Hey, True Chicago Sports Fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh gear from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create simple, classic clothing that represents their Southside Chicago lifestyle. With products like hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and glassware, Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. 
Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% your entire order. That's GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah! It's that time again. Uh-oh. You know what time it is, brother. Oh, yeah. It's time for Stirring the Pot. Yeah, baby. Super Bowl edition. Whoa. <laughs> what does that mean? How big is this bowl? So, speaking of Super Bowl and bowls, Uh-oh. here's my question to you. I'm going to cut it really short today. You got two choices. Are you going with the bean dip or the buffalo chicken dip? Ooh. I'm going chicken. Are you out your damn mind? Chicken, man. Come on, man. There's seven layers in that bean dip. Yep. And there's only and there's seven farts per layer <laughs> in that bean dip. Hey, I don't gotta sleep in the same bed with you. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, but I gotta sleep in the same bed with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pick your battles. Hey. <laughs> this is the, what's the secret of being married? Uh pick your battles. Yeah, apparently not, man. You gotta go with the bean dip. It's got the you know, first of sour all, cream, the cheese, first the beans. Of all, can we clarify and 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 realize the fact that you did not say seven layer dip? You just said bean dip. Oh my goodness. Uh huh. Yeah, you said bean dip. You did, I, I, and I'm like, mm, well, that, that's one layer of farts. <laughs> so you want seven layers of farts? <laughs> Hell yeah! It, I, look, if I'm gonna be going, <laughs> I bet you better make it worth it. <laughs> make it worth it, bro. <laughs> See. That's either single or automatic, huh? If I'm giving Target $17.99 for a new pack of drawers, you better make it worth it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So you you saying you saying the, the seven layers, huh? Gotta go with the seven layers, man. All right. I'm I'm with you on that. Now that now that you give me okay. the rest of my layers, you yeah. missed you you skipped out on six I, I different did. layers. I did. I, I I was I was saying one thing and thinking another thing. Right. But yeah, yeah. You seven layer bean dip. I mean, come on. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you can't you can't mess with that. Now, you you remember? Did you have something when you were a kid called like uh, it was like a these wax beans? You ever eat them? Wax beans. Yeah. What the hell? My, you know what? We, where the hell did you I mean, grow up? Oh, I, you know where I grew up? I grew up where like our our vegetable cans were white and it just said vegetable across. Oh, I remember <laughs> so that. Like wax, yeah, I wax beans, those. lima beans, all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, three bean salad. That's what it was. It was a three bean salad. My grandma loved that mess. It was like eating um, wax um, and candles and also uh, more wax. That, that was your three beans right there. It was terrible. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it for this week. Take us home, E. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like what you hear, remember to give us a review and five stars on your listening app of choice. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the show at anchor.fm backslash true Chicago sports fans backslash support. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media Group, Nor Caesar, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to check out GritClothingCo.com and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. Huge thanks to today's guest, head coach from the Chicago Blaze football team and friend to the show, Miguel Viegas. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to our super producer, Jay Soto. Super duper. Want to start a podcast or have your show sound as clean as ours? You can find everything you need at JaySotoMedia.com. Check us out on social media. You can find us at TrueShyFans on Twitter and on TikTok. 
Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Send in your stirring the pot ideas. You can find us at truechicagosportsfans at gmail.com. Guess what, E? What up? We're not on Audible, man. Oh, snap. That's right. Not only can you get Kevin Hart, but now you can listen to us, too. Yeah, baby. When when is our commercial coming? I'm working on it. Okay. All right. Yo, don't forget to check out the (laughs) On That Podcast with Mike Lodging and Ideal. Brand new episodes every other Monday coinciding with the NBA season. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 32. Until then... For the love of sports. Yeah. I play baseball. Super duper. <laughs> hey, I play A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. We'll eat that poppers.